Welcome back to another episode of the Scared Stiff Horror Podcast. I am your host, Doug Plumatello, writer and director of the upcoming horror film, Halloween Candy. We have another tremendous guest with us for this week's show. James Balsamo is a filmmaker who has made well over 100 films, including Cool as Hell, 14 Ghosts, From Dusk Till Bong, It Wants Blood, and Hollywood Werewolf, among many, many others. In this interview, James discusses his background, his introduction to film, and talks about what drives him to being one of the most prolific filmmakers around today. Without further ado, let's go to the interview. We are here live with James Balsamo from Acid Bath Productions. Welcome to the Scares of Horror Podcast, James. Hey, it's great to be here. You are quite the prolific filmmaker. You have done quite the back catalog in films over the last decade or so. How many films are you up to right now? So currently I have 175 film products out at the moment. And uh, by next month, I'll be over 200. So, Wow, that's pretty impressive. Thanks. So you're in, you're in California now, but you were born and raised in New York, was it? Yeah, I'm from Queens, New York, originally, and then uh, my parents wanted to own a home, so we moved to Long Island, and my family is still in New York, and I'm in California. Excellent. What was your introduction to filmmaking? What got you into the industry? So I always wanted to act in horror movies specifically, and so when I was eight years old, I uh, I couldn't play sports very well. I was getting hit in the face with all these balls, you know, tennis balls, and basketballs and uh you know all sorts of balls so I, I i got tired of getting hit in the face with balls so you know my my mom said let's try something other than sports let's put you in acting and i was like oh i could be like you know jason Voorhees. i could be the guy in the movie and she was like you could do so much more and i was like nah, i want to do that so i did and here we are and you were a sculptor was that your first job in the industry? I still am, yeah. I still, uh, I still sculpt and I, you know, make prosthetics and rubber heads and uh, fun stuff like that. And so I always try to put, uh, you know, my makeup effects icons in my films like Tom Savini and Alec Gillis and uh, Steve Johnson. I've been lucky enough to have, you know, these great artists in my films, so... That's always rad. Who were some of your other filmmaking influences? Well, I, I learned every trick in the book from Lloyd Kaufman, you know, creator of the Toxic Avenger and president of Troma. When I was 19, I took out Lloyd Kaufman's trash, uh, and I learned every trick in the book from him, you know. I started out, I wanted to be an artist. I wanted to be a filmmaker, and uh, I worked with Debbie Rashan. I don't know if you're familiar with her work, but... Um, She's been in a lot of trauma movies, and she did some Skinamax films. And so she was like, oh, do you want me to take my clothes off for this scene? And I was like, no, no, it's this is like a real movie. And Lloyd Kaufman beat me over the head with a newspaper, and he was like, what are you doing? What's going to sell your movie is nudity. And I was like, oh, I had no idea. And now I, uh, I make these compilations of the best nude scenes from my films called Sexy Time. And uh, Sexy Time 8 just came out, and uh, it's one of my best sellers. 
Brett Sellers, I love it. That's, that's quite the series, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And you were 19 when you made your first film. Yeah. So I started out making this movie called The Mark, which was about a guy that got possessed to kill televangelists. And uh, that ended up going into my first feature film called Hack Job, which had the late Dave Brocky from Guar in it, a.k.a. Odorous Urungus, and Debbie Rashawn was in that movie, and Lloyd Kaufman himself, as well as Scream Queen legend Lynn Lowry. Yeah, your films are very unique. They are definitely James Falzamo productions. How would you describe your films? Uh, probably like this. Something like that. Dude, they're fun. They have a great energy. They're, it's, it's very unique. It's hard to find a filmmaker that has a very unique flavor, a very unique filmmaking ability. So I, I commend you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, they are tasty. They have been referred to as tasty before. That is the thing. <laughs> Some of your films include Cool as Hell, Bite School, Killer Waves, It Wants Blood, From Dust Till Bong, which I, I love that title. <laughs> yeah, that one's fantastic. Yeah, and your newest film, Robot Dracula, you have quite the cast. You have John Landis, Mick Foley, Malcolm McDowell, Tom Holland, Michael Ironside. That's going to be quite the epic. Yeah, Robot Dracula is going to be epic. It's currently got over 100 celebrity cameos in it right now, and Malcolm McDowell himself plays Robot Dracula. So uh, that one's going to be that one's going to be wild. Cool. What else can you tell us about Robot Dracula? Uh, you know what? It, it's a film that will drive you batty. I could say that. You know, I'd tell you a joke about vampires, but they're so draining. I love it. It never stops. It's great. <laughs> it's a condition. It's yeah. Unitis. <laughs> when can we expect Robot Dracula? You know what? It's a movie that I really care about, and I... I really want to make sure that it's amazing and incredible. And I had just started shooting on actual film. So the movie will be shot on 16 millimeter. And so it's uh, it's taking a little longer than I would like to because I really like to crank out movies. You know, I could shoot them in five days. And I work with these people that want to make their own movie. So if you or somebody you know wants to make your own movie, go to jamesbalsamo.com and find out how you could do it. Wow. So 175 some odd movies in what, 15 years or so. So clearly you were doing multiple projects at once. How do you handle doing multiple feature films at the same time? Uh, juggling. It's a lot of juggling. Yeah. No. I, uh, I kind of like do the uh, Russian roulette thing where you, you put one movie in the chamber and you shoot and then you spin to the next bullet. Cool. They had to be cool to see that your movies were receiving some attention in some big publications. What movies were they discussing? I Spill Your Guts was mentioned in Time Magazine, and Playboy did an article on Bite School, and uh, uh, Forbes did a whole article on uh, Hanukkah, the movie I produced that Evan McGard wrote and directed, and that was Sid Haig's last movie and Dick Miller's last film, and I was DP oh, on wow. most of that project as well, so... Well, that's great. So you, you DP a lot of the films that you direct as well? I used to. Uh, the one I'm shooting on film called Hollywood Ghost Town, I'm actually shooting that uh, right now on 8mm. And I, you know, I love, I love doing everything. 
So as I've gotten older, I've kind of passed on a lot of the jobs to other people so I can make multiple films at the same time. But I really do like getting my hands on the camera and, and framing up the shots and stuff like that. So this one on 8mm, I'm I'm doing the director of photography as well as director and writer and producer. I'm acting in that one as well. So, you know, I like to do it all. I like to play. That's what movies are. They're pretend. You know what I mean? It's 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 escape. Yeah, absolutely. I like so. So a lot of people, when they do a lot of um, retro looking films, they just, you know, they throw on a filter or do some stuff in post-production. But you're actually shooting an eight millimeter. So, talk about the challenge or Super 8, I should say. Talk about the challenges in filming in, in Super 8 versus what you have been doing. So, uh, film, you don't have the convenience of doing whatever you want uh, on camera like digital. Because digital, once you have the camera, it doesn't cost you anything extra to just let it roll. With Super 8, you only get about three minutes of footage. So, these film rolls, they come in 50-foot spools, and it equates to about two minutes, two, two and 75.2.75 minutes of, like, usable film, because you're burning a little bit as soon as you press the button. So uh, you just can't do, like, hour-long takes like digital. Like, when I do a digital film, I just let the actors go on and on because... I love to ad lib and I like a little bit of, of playing in the moment. You know what I mean? And, and there's stuff that I don't think about that the actor comes up with on set. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. And we never would have got that unless we were rolling consistently for, you know, a few minutes with film. We do not have that convenience. Um, well, I don't cause I'm, I'm shooting this thing on a, on a shoestring like film the cost is so different from digital. You know what I mean? You, you, you get a 50-foot spool and the development cost from this place called Pro 8 in Burbank. They're great. Uh, and it, it costs you about 100 bucks. So you're looking at every two minutes that you're pulling that trigger, you're paying 100 bucks. So, you know, the, the budget of this thing goes from 1000 to 10000 within minutes. Yeah, every every second that that camera is rolling, the budget is going higher and higher. So, yeah. But that's that's awesome that yet you, that you're taking on that challenge. That's not too many people will go back to film, especially in the lower budget realm. I'm looking forward to checking it out. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. You know, I I love the look of film. It's something I've wanted to do for a long time. In film school, I shot a 16 millimeter black and white reversal short film. And, uh, you know, cost, uh, and it wasn't really worth it for me to make movies like that at that point continuously. I'm at a point in my career and in my life where I could I could play a little bit and I could make an 8mm, super 8mm film. And so I am, you know, why not? It's time to grow and do something different. That's great. What do you usually shoot your films on? What medium or what cameras do you use? You know, it, it depends. I like... I like the Black Magic. I've, I've done multiple films on Black Magic, and uh, the Sony. Sony's got some nice cameras, and uh, and it once blood was done on the red in eight K. And I thought I'm compressing it to DVD. It's just not. It's just not worth it at the end. 
You know what I mean? Like you're losing all of this data and all of this image quality for it to get crushed. So, you know, uh, if I'm out and about in LA and I bump into a celebrity, I'll pull out my iPhone and I'll just shoot a quick cameo with them on the street because the quality difference, you know what I mean? In digital, like it doesn't matter to the viewer. You know what I mean? The regular person that, you know, wants to see a horror movie, they're not like, wow, look at look at that image quality. They're just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. You know, people watch YouTube clips and TikToks where there's, like, fuzzy video. So that's why I wanted to do something different with, with 8mm because everything is kind of planned out and looks as pristine and gritty as it can at the same time. You've had quite the, the list of celebrities in your films. You have Mick Garris, Doug Bradley, Tom Sizemore, Ron Jeremy. You must live an interesting life. Yeah, that's that's for sure. You know, I've, I've been lucky that I've been able to make movies for as long as I have, and I love it, and I've got a nice fan base, and it's growing every day because more people hear about all these movies and they're like, Oh, these are fun. What else you got? You know what I mean? It only takes 90 minutes to watch one of these movies. And so people are like, what else you got? So that's why I started producing so many more films because, you know, I do autograph signings around the country. I'll be at uh, mad monster party in North Carolina uh, in February. So if anybody's in the area, come on down and, uh, and, you know, people would say, oh, I saw all these movies already. And I was like, oh, I guess I have to start figuring out how to make these movies quicker. And so I did. I shoot them in like five days now. And then I cut them and then, bam, they're out. That's pretty impressive. Where can people find your movies? Uh, Walmart, Best Buy, Barnes & Noble, wherever major motion pictures are sold. And... Uh, you can always go to jamesbalsamo.com. I've got T-shirts and action figures and all sorts of fun stuff. So be sure to check that out. Are any of your films available to stream anywhere? Yeah, so I just signed a new streaming deal. So they'll be on cable TV, on demand, on over 200 channels, and Crackle and Redbox. So that should hopefully be within the next month or two. Excellent. Yeah, everybody, you owe it to yourself to check out some of James's movies. They are a lot of fun, and you can tell a lot of passion went into these movies. So take a look-see at, at the Acid Bath Productions catalog. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. So we have a little segment on our show. It's called 13 Questions. And so what this is about is I ask you 13 questions. It could be about anything. No wrong answers. The first thing that comes to your, your head is your answer. Okay. So... Are you ready? I'm ready. 13 questions with James Balsamo. Number one, favorite candy? Godiva chocolate. Nice. Favorite cereal? Ooh, uh, I'm probably going to have to go with uh, Captain Crunch because I like self-abuse. Do you like crunch berries? I, I do like the crunch berries. I don't like the way it, my the roof of my mouth feels after, but I do enjoy the crunch. They, they, yeah, it takes, takes a beat in your your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite horror movie? The Exorcist. Favorite filmmaker? Oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. 
uh, best horror remake? Uh, you know, I would have to go with John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, that's a safe one. A safe bet. Yeah, I do like yeah. the Omen remake, though. Uh, I thought that was fun, you know. So that that's my... Oh, Lee Schreiber? Yeah. Yeah, they had a, a great marketing for that movie. It came out June 6th of 06, 666. Yep. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Yeah. Favorite death in one of your movies? One of my movies. Uh, in Bite School, uh, a priest that's part of the Holy Trinity kills a vampire with my homage to the flying guillotine film master of the flying guillotine so i a vampire gets his head off with a makeshift flying guillotine that's one of my very guess sounds pretty cool yeah heads will roll all right question number seven which film of yours would you most want to make a sequel to uh i spill your guts that's a sequel that i've had in development for a long time so I'm just uh, I'm looking for the right moment. Like I said, I w- I'm starting to shoot on film now, so I'm talking about shooting it on 16 millimeter. It's it's coming. Nice. Dream actor to work with. William Sadler in I Spill Your Guts too. So uh, the concept for it comes from the Steven Seagal film Hard to Kill, and William Sadler's the. Uh, the evil politician in that. So that's kind of the concept of where that movie came from. So William Sadler, for sure. That's will it to existence. That's right. All right. <laughs> the one thing about you that would surprise people the most. Uh, I don't cook very well. <laughs> I look like I, I eat well, but I don't cook well. I burn cereal. Gotcha. If you weren't a filmmaker, what would you be? I'd probably be a couch potato because I still would love movies. Yeah, if we weren't making them, we'd be watching them for sure. (laughs) All right. What is the hardest part about filmmaking? Um, Not being able to make them faster. (laughs) The ideas come in. By the truckload, you know, it's like, whoa, I gotta make that one, and then it, you know, takes longer than as fast as they come in. I wish I had a projector in my brain where I see the movie and I'm like projecting what I see, you know, because I, mean? I see some crazy stuff up here. <laughs> no, I understand. You have a great idea, and you can't wait. You can't wait to share it with people, but. It could take a year before someone could see this idea that you have. So I understand. It's tough. Yeah, it's true. You know? Yeah. All right. Best advice you've ever received? Don't stop making movies. Uh, I think the best advice I ever received was, you know, just keep going. Just keep doing it. Because, you know, if if it's not perfect the first time, who cares? Make another one. And then make another one. And, and, you know, just keep telling yourself it's only a movie. All right. The final question. If you you can go back in time and tell a young James any piece of advice, what would it be? Mm. I would say don't bang on that glass so hard. 
when I was a kid, my arm went through a glass window, and I have nerve damage, and I can't feel in this hand. So <laughs> if I only would have banged on that glass a little softer, I probably wouldn't have punched through it. <laughs> Good advice. Good advice. All right. Well, that's the end of 13 questions and Sally, the end of our podcast. All right. I mean, ooh, yeah, that's... <laughs> it's been a pleasure having you on the show, James. Yeah, it's been fun. Remind everyone where they could get your movies from. Uh, go to Acid Bath, uh, uh Instagram page at Acid Bath Productions or follow me on Instagram at James Balsamo. Make sure you go to jamesbalsamo.com and follow me on Twitter to see all your uncensored behind-the-scenes photos at Acid Bath Products on X now. It's, it's not Twitter, it's X. So, that. Well, thank you so much, James. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you. It's been fun. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Scared Stiff Horror Podcast. New episodes are posted weekly wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at scared underscore stiff underscore films. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.